Hi everyone and welcome to the Eye of Photography podcast. My name's Rebecca and I'm one of the tutors here at Eye of Photography. <laughs> and with me today is our head tutor, Stephen. So hi there everyone, it's nice for you to join us. Um, I hope you're going to enjoy this podcast and all the other podcasts that we've got coming up. Um, this is hopefully going to be a, a weekly thing, but we'll update our podcasts um, as often as possible. And obviously if there's any topics in particular that you want to hear from. Um, or hear about, then just let us know. But otherwise, we'll crack on with today's topic. Hello and welcome to the Eye Photography podcast. Today, we are looking at the psychology of photography and more specifically, how good is photography for your well-being? So, what areas of well-being can be improved with photography? First off, we're going to look into anxiety and explain how this can be improved with your photography. So photography provides us with an opportunity to work alone. Anxiety for many people can be the feeling of anxiousness around other people. So having the opportunity to work alone allows you to be free and relaxed, not worrying what other people are thinking about you. It also relieves that pressure of having to meet a deadline or to work to a certain standard because people are watching you. What do you think, Stephen? Well, I think you're right. It, it kind of gives you that ability to kind of separate yourself from others because photography isn't a, a, a team sport necessarily. It's more of a kind of an individual pursuit, as we always say. So if you've got individuals who aren't it's kind of socially comfortable, I suppose, then yeah, it, it kind of allows you just to separate a little bit. And if you're anxious about meeting up in crowds or just being in busy spaces, you can choose where you want to go and photograph. If it's like in your, you start in your garden, or you can go out to big cities and build up a little bit really, the, the more kind of confident you get. So I think it's, it's beneficial in that way, definitely. I mean, have you ever found it to be useful to kind of calming any anxieties that you've ever had about, uh, you know, just, I suppose, general life, Definitely. I mean, I find um, sometimes going outdoors can can come across as quite an anxious thing, especially, you know, in, in um, current situations. Um, but the good thing with photography is that you can do it anywhere. So your chosen location can be your safe space. Mm. Um, and more often than not, you know, most of my photographs are in the house because that's where I feel comfortable. But it's also that's the area that you're familiar with. That's the area you're seeing all the time. Yeah. You notice the changes in it more. So it's quite a nice place to build up your confidence and a, and a way to start. Um, the other point as well is that uh, with digital photography, there's no stress, there's no limit in numbers. You don't have um, a film roll that's costing you so much money to, to take 30 shots. And, you know, you're not worrying that those 30 are going to be wrong. With digital photography, you can take 800 shots and they can all be wrong. And there's, there's no financial worries or you know kind of physical worries about that that's completely fine yeah you're, you're right it's it's the worry not so much the social aspect but being able to kind of master it within a certain amount of shots it's not important necessarily as you say with digital photography you could go out and take hundreds of thousands of pictures and you're getting your answers immediately and granted it's only on a small screen so you're probably not seeing the all the finer details but if you're worried about the answers or you know you're worried about how the image is going to come um it's not like film photography as you say where you have to send your pictures off etc this is is an instant answer really so it, it just takes out that prolonging and that worrying of what's what it's going to look like and you're 
you've got a lot more control, I suppose, in that instance, really, haven't you? So, so yeah, I think there is massive benefits to, to kind of helping anxiety on, on a social level um, using, using photography. And having said that, I mean, I've dabbled in film photography previously and it's never been a strong suit of mine. <laughs> not, not mine. <laughs> but it's always this worry that, you know, unless you're developing it yourself, which is stressful, yeah. but if you're sending it off to, to be developed... I always think these people are going to look at it and think, what is this woman what? doing? Yeah. And that's it. As soon as you're getting back, you've got the lab technician giving you those pictures going, they are rubbish. But yeah. Yeah, I, I had that all the time through university because that's digital photography was just coming into its kind of uh, form, but you were still shooting on cameras that are like four or five megapixels. So, it, you know, sensor sizes, etc., were, were rubbish. But yeah, so everybody just still relied on film and there's that excitement, I suppose, of, of being able to get your pictures and knowing what they look like. But then also knowing that there's probably about 10, 15 people that have seen your pictures before and yeah. they've slapped those quality control stickers on yeah. as well. Remember you thought, oh, this is going to be brilliant, but no, actually it's turned out to be utter pants. So yeah, there is, there is that. I suppose that kind of leads on to confidence, really. Our next point really is to... Uh, is to kind of how to build confidence how, how to use photography to build confidence a little bit but um in terms of relating well-being mental well-being to photography through confidence um being able to kind of give yourself a, a personal task or something to work on it is great because i think it it gives you that area of control um if somebody gives you a task to do or a challenge to do you're working to somebody else's kind of remit and it may not be an area that you're comfortable in um, that you're you you like really so being able to actually again take control on your photography and actual the project around it I think is a is a good little tip a good little avenue to work through but is there anything particular you'd say otherwise I think as well in terms of confidence that I find I'm quite a fidgety person um, and I love having the dog with me because she gives me something to think about um, and I think photography is pretty much the same. If you're thinking about your camera and your settings, your hands are busy, you know, you, you're not thinking, oh, is this person going to notice that I'm touching my face or am I fidgeting too much because your your hands are busy on the camera. Um, so you've got that workflow to, to stick with yeah. and it keeps you busy. Yeah. Um, but it also gives you a chance to express yourself. You know, photography is all about showing people how you see the world. Um, and I think... It's such a strong medium to do that because not everyone sees photographs the same way. No, no, it's so true. Everyone, it's it's like any art. Everyone's got a personal perspective, and okay, not everyone's gonna agree with it necessarily. Some people will just pass it by, and but others, you know, who are drawn into it, it's a great opportunity that they can give you some sort of feedback, some sort of kind of constructive criticism. Um, you know, and this is why our photography has its gallery, and it. it's so popular because. It's not just a space to be able to share your images, but it's really encouraged that people feed back. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just saying, well done, or I like this, or I like that, it can just be a very, very simple point to get through. But it's amazing the confidence that that can give somebody who is maybe doubting themselves because they don't see, you get so invested in your photography, you don't see all the benefits and, mm -hmm. you, and it's hard to sometimes see because I, I, I've noticed it in the gallery when people have said, I'm really surprised this shot got a lot of attention. It wasn't one of my favorites, but nobody you never know what you've the best shot's going to be in a sense whatever what's going to get that kind of really good feedback because you're trying to judge your own opinions and cast those aspersions onto somebody else and they're not the same so just i suppose you have to kind of walk away from that bit really yeah. in terms of like assuming what will work well because i've seen it on my own work not not in the gallery but kind of outside personally that some shots that i just thought were meh 
you know, but have actually got kind of some rave reviews and you think, well, okay. And okay. it just gives me something to think about going forwards, really. But every audience will be different. So you don't, don't second guess them, I suppose. That's the main thing. I think as the photographer as well, you get tied up in the technicalities. You yeah. see the faults more than other people do. Um, because you're there, you're there on that day, you know the surroundings, you know, oh, if I'd have done this different or if I'd have done that or if it wasn't so bright or, you know, you, you see all these, these negatives to your image, but you don't, it almost jades your view of, of the final image and yeah. and you see it as a negative thing, whereas other people see it with fresh eyes and it's it's completely brand new. And... Oh, yeah. You're stuck, stuck in the bubble, we always yeah. say. It's like, yeah. yeah you, you, you've seen the scene, you've lived the moment, you took the picture, you've edited it, you know, you've tweaked it all and uploaded it. And you're so invested in it as soon as anybody maybe says anything slightly negative to it um it can be kind of quite disheartening mm -hmm. in some way i mean if it's constructive and it's helpful then then that's fine you probably take it a little bit more kind of um objectively um but if someone's just kind of rude then yeah i can understand that can be kind of quite harsh in a sense but th this is where also having like a a little network of photographers you know friends because even though we said it's it's a lone pursuit there's no you know there's no problem with being able to have photography friends um you know, even if it's online, just be able to talk about how to improve your pictures or the struggles that they have. Because I think understanding that you know the struggles that, that you maybe have and somebody else may be sharing as well, it doesn't it makes you feel less alone. And yeah. again, it maybe gives you a confidence that you're not like right at the back of the pack and everybody else is like miles ahead of you. It's an absolute yeah. fallacy. So I, I think having yeah kind of friends in that instance, um, you know, some sort of photography type of network of, of people you can talk to. Um, is really helpful for, for building up confidence as well. Definitely, I agree. And, and on that, that note, I'd also encourage you to go out with other photographers. You know, once you start moving away from this lone pursuit of photography, be brave and, you know, meet up with a photographer or two um, and go off and explore new places together because ultimately that's how you learn as well. Um, so I'd, if I go for a walk with you, Stephen, and, you know, you see something in one way, and I see something in another way, mm. we'd have never ever looked at the, that same subject in, the, in that way before. So it's nice to see the world through people's eyes in a photography sense of it as well. Yeah. And it's always fun to go to new places. It gives you a nice chance to uh, explore. Well, it's a good bit of, kind of <laughs> physical exercise, isn't it? I suppose yeah. that's another thing that as much as mental well-being obviously is, is, is all kind of cerebral, um, physical well-being, you know, photography can help on that side as well, that it's, it gets people outdoors a little bit if you don't find yourself as active as you want to be. Um, obviously, as much as you can take photographs inside, then if you really want to achieve something different and you know you want to actually go and see places, go and you know make a point of doing it with your camera. You know, take your camera and say, "I'm going to go out and photograph some trees or a forest or a park or whatever it is today." But it kind of gets you out to see different places you may not have seen before, learn about the history, the background of places, but then also feed that into your photography and you find like you can end up walking miles and miles one day not consciously doing so but just carried away yeah so you're just <laughs> looking for opportunities and you know the byproduct of you know that this kind of adventure is that you know you, you may be able to kind of stay that little bit more healthier if, if it's something you're conscious about in effect really so yeah i suppose it's a just a little separate thing off the side um, as to, again, another bonus as to what photography can do for, for well-being. I also think it's quite nice to go not with a particular object or location in mind, just kind of wander, see mm. what you find, yeah. look up, look down. Um, Photo you know, walks. Yeah, yeah, just literally, rather than saying, right, I'm going to go and photograph Tower Bridge. Yeah. We'll say, right, okay, we'll, we'll take a walk there and we'll see what we find on the way. That's and if it. we get there, we get there. If not, yeah. it's fine. What they say is the 
it's an old adage, adage of the the adventure is not the destination, it's the it's journey. It's the journey. Or something it like is that. indeed. So, and yeah, I think it's it's so applicable. It's applicable to a lot of things, but definitely photography. That yeah, you know go and just take the picture stop and go home yeah. you know you should be thinking on the way like even when you're in the car if you're not driving there's nothing wrong taking pictures you know from a car you know yeah. if you get all the settings correct then yeah just be I and mean, document that entire journey of like what you did when you got there like like you would when you go on your holidays yeah like, you know you take a picture at the airport of the plane getting on the plane sitting on the plane and and half the time some of the pictures are rubbish but it still <laughs> gets you in that thinking of documentation of you know the entire journey as well as what you see when you get there really and so. it might surprise you there might be some cracking shots yeah. from, from the beginning you know and it helps warm up your brain into that kind of photography yeah. mindset Definitely. you know you'd never just go out and run you'd always warm up um and it's the same i think with photography you should you should warm up yeah your thinking to it well, that's it yeah kind of, that's it because yeah you don't always get the best shots maybe straight away you've got to yeah totally agree you've got to get into the mindset of it really and I think with things like photo walks, it's pretty good to make them into a, ho- a, a habit. You know, something that you do, you know, you say once a month, I'm going to go on a photo walk, whether it's on your own or if it's with other people, that's, you know, not a problem. But get into the habit of doing it. And that is a great cure for depression. Yeah. Crack, cracking routines and str- a strong structure really, really helps break the depression. It's, it is a, it's a big... Um, talking point for a lot of people not obviously necessarily connected to photography all the time but yeah depression in general it's it affects people in so many different ways and you know the conversations that we've had you know through our photography and even with some students as well about how it affects their kind of mental well-being and physical well-being but that they've chosen to to take up a hobby uh, and it just happens to be photography to help them get a bit more motivated and try and break that cycle that that kind of dark cycle that they have mm-hmm. um it's it's quite interesting and, it, and it, i think it feeds in a little bit to their photography and, and i think that's how you can um as you say you can kind of break that cycle of whether it's you know staying on the sofa and you know watching netflix all day or whatever it is that is kind of haunting you in that sense but I think there is the opportunity to actually turn that that kind of issue, you know, and put it into an artistic form. Actually, I don't know if you've ever kind of seen it before or, or kind of tried to do anything like that before, where you've actually taken your feelings and moods and actually tried to depict it within a photograph, like conceptually in a sense. Was it was it Van Gogh who used to do that with his his colours? Yeah. If it was a blue bluer painting, he was feeling a bit kind that, of blue, and yeah. you know, it, it's the same sort of thing that you can do in photography. You know, if you're feeling a bit down, you could photograph something maybe a bit dark and moody, and yeah. and try and educate people in a way. You know, depression is quite um, common nowadays, unfortunately, yeah. which is which is a terrible thing. But you know, there are a lot of people that if you haven't suffered from depression, and I don't wish anyone would, that they don't understand it it's really difficult to get your head around because mm. you just think well why do you feel that way and you can't understand it so if you can use your photography to educate people um as well as an outlet for your own depression then i think that's a really really strong point to it's, it's, um, you're right it's like given it's, it's given the, the situation of voice sometimes people can't voice how they feel you know they, they know how they feel but they, they can't sit there and explain it to somebody um so sometimes expressing it you know, visually in, in an mm-hmm. image that can maybe at least give somebody else, family or friends, a bit of an understanding as to how you feel. And I know it's not necessarily every day that you kind of feel like that. It's maybe just in the background and sometimes it's stronger, sometimes it's not. But still, if you can kind of put it in a visual format, whether it's through photography or a little bit of editing on top mm-hmm. to add in 
tones or colours or moods or whatever it is, it's it's a nice way of just focusing it a little bit and whether it helps, you know, that's going to be different from person to person, but yeah. it's at least doing something, you know, to try and say you can break that cycle in a sense really, but everyone's experiences will be unique, these are only suggestions I suppose as to what you know you could try and do mm-hmm. um, but doing something is better than doing nothing I've always believed definitely and especially I think you know happiness is not a, a thing I think it's it's a series of um I've forgotten the word <laughs> <laughs> um so ha- happiness is not necessarily a, a thing I think it's it's a series of habits yeah. You know, you don't wake up one day and go, okay, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, it, it's not as simple as that. It's not like switching on a light. But if you get into a routine and you do things always, and you're always working on it, you're always distracting yourself, you're always creating these little outlets for yourself. Yeah. You're building that habit of yeah. happiness. And I think the Eye Photography Weekend Challenges are a great place to start. You know, if, you, yeah. if you're really stuck for inspiration, then um, we do have another podcast coming up on, on inspiration. Yeah, we do actually, right. But weekend challenges it's someone giving you a brief it's some somewhere to put your mind and, and yeah. take photos that that's it you yeah, finding you know, finding some sort of level of inspiration or something to motivate yourself to get started i think probably that getting started is the biggest hurdle for anybody you know, suffering in any way shape or form with with uh, with well-being um so yeah actually kind of putting yourself in the direction saying right i'm going to invest my time in this that or the other whether it's a competition or, or a course mm-hmm. um then it, it's something to kind of start yourself off but try your best to stick with it really as well don't just do one and then drop out you know tr- i think you said like building make up it, that make habit, it a habit yeah habit of happiness I think even that's... if you think i really can't be bothered doing that this week just do something even if it's two minutes on your weekend just do something yeah um so thank you very much for listening and hopefully there's some in- hopeful information in our podcast um but get in touch let us know what do you think what are your habits for happiness um, is there any tips that you can share with the air photography community on how to improve physical and mental well-being through photography or anything that, that does or maybe doesn't work for you? We'd, we'd be really interested to know and, and find out. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. We've got lots more podcasts coming up. You can check out the rest of them if you subscribe to the Eye Photography podcast here on your podcast player. Um, from myself, Stephen, and, and Rebecca, again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you do subscribe for more. And we'll see you in the next episode. See you soon.